What's happening that's fun in the world? Is there anything fun happening? Our throat chakra candle is going. Uh, it's oh, my throat is open from the candle and all the dicks. It was as big as a candle. See, I want this gone. I hate all of this. I just you have a big gone. face. No, a, you have a, a like a you have like <laughs> a big expressive <laughs> face. You have big cheeks. This is part of who you are, Tony. This is who you are. No, I don't mean it like you got a big fat face. You got a big gay face. <laughs> you got a big round gay face. Like, but like you know, we've talked about it. Like it's scrunched in the good places. It's like big I'm, in the good places too. <laughs> so I'm gonna name you in my suicide note, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know, when everyone's like, "What? Tony had everything going for him. Why did he kill himself?" Casey lied. Well, they'll know from the minute your note started with Tony had everything going for him <laughs> that it was all a lie. <laughs> And welcome back to another episode of the Gay Power Half Hour, the 30-minute podcast where you might laugh, you might roll your eyes, and you might say, who the fuck are these faggots? With your number one faggot, Tony Soto, and number two... Yeah, I'm the number two, Casey Lai. <laughs> I refuse to call myself such a homophobic and derogatory term as a number two. <laughs> I that just, that just means you're the shit, yo. I am you the, the shit. You the shit, Thank yo. Thank you, and you're the number one faggot. <laughs> I'm just full of piss and vinegar. Um, uh, That's what my mom used to say when I was growing up. Wait, you're just full of piss and vinegar. Did she say it as like a cute thing? Because it's I cute to so. be full of piss and vinegar. I it means you're it tough and you, got a, and you got a rough mouth you know <laughs> a rough mouth. <laughs> is that is that the correct a rough way? mouth Ooh, you got a rough sorry your rough trade with a rough mouth all right all right hi hi tony soto we're doing a show early well not for the listeners that are going to be listening yeah on yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The we're podcast, just recording but... this on a tuesday rather than a wednesday or a thursday yeah it feels good how have, have you goes. been how was your week i'm doing fine um i got to move back into my um Apartment. Have I talked about how my how many pairs of panties did you find? <laughs> fucked all over my bed. I want to. I want to hear have all I about talked it. About that on. on I want. I want to hear all about it. So you um have been gone, and so in the meantime, you've sublet your. It's apartment. been about four months. I've realized it was around. I gave it up around December. Okay. And a, a, a fellow comedian moved in, um, a guy who I like, and a friend of uh, another one of my roommates, friends of other friends. Don't know him super well, but. He needed a place to stay. I was like, oh, I got you. You can stay as long as you want. Oh, in fact, because uh, money's tight for you, I'm even going to pay a little bit extra money because I would rather have one person in there the entire time. You gave her a discount? I gave her a discount. Okay. Yep. And that also, that I felt fine, like, because there were some nights that I came back to sleep on the couch, you know, and I didn't want to just be like a, uh, like a total, like a uh, 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 homeless mooch, you know, and sleep on my own couch, even though I bought the couch. Um, <laughs> so, um, a period, you know, first couple months go by, I don't really need to stay at the place. That's, that's totally fine. Um, next couple months I start traveling uh, more, so I'm in and out, you know, need to need a night here and there. So every one of those nights over the last couple of months, I came back and loudly heard my roommate fucking 
in my bed. Oh, my God. Isn't it weird? It's a thing is like, oh. so, so it was four months. He's a grown adult. I am assuming that's happening. If I was subletting a place for four months, I might have sex once or twice in a bed. I think of, sure. Because, sure. Because it, it, it's, it's kind of unrealistic to think being. that you yeah, would. You know? I mean, sometimes you want to host. Yeah, so. sometimes you want to host. You're like, and normally, since you're subletting for four months, you don't really have a house of your own, you know. So you're taking advantage of the situation that you have. Right, right. So, so the occasional fucking, I think, is fine. Right? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. You know what? The person whose bed it is is usually not here. So this guy got laid a lot, though. Um, same woman. Same. Oh, so she's monogamous. He was going through a divorce. He went through a divorce recently, so this seems to be his. Oh, so he's a serial monogamous. His rebound slam pig. Is that how you call him? I don't. (laughs) What the word is? Um, Rebound. For someone you have sex with every night in my bed. Yeah, my bed. So, but now you're back in your bed. And so I was moving it around last night. And um, hold on, no, I don't want to just just jump jump forward so quick. Oh, okay, take I your just time. Wanna, so like, I'm downstairs sleeping on the couch and can loudly oh, right. hear people fucking in my bed. Yeah, not just nighttime. Also, it happened one time in the daytime. Wow. And I'm and I'm Is just he like, I, he, they were Magnum condoms in the in the trash. Uh, so I'm assuming well, there hello. was something worse. So, so he might not be hot. But. And I'll tell you what she was. <laughs> Yeah. Loud. So that's how I knew it was happening all of the time. Okay. Oh, yeah? It wasn't that he was like, Rah! was she like Rah! a it was screamer? She was like, nyah, nyah, nyah. no, not that. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so here I am, uh-huh. being like, who in the fuck? Yeah. Doesn't th- maybe think maybe maybe not tonight the one night that he's yeah, home yeah 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 baby yeah 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 and so I just was like and it happened all the and then I learned that she basically was living in my room four to five nights a week <gasps> so two people were living in my room for months. See, that I think is going over it. Like, look, you just got a divorce first. Don't be jumping into something so monogamous. I don't know how quick it was. You need to have a couple of slam pigs. Maybe he did. Maybe he maybe he was sleeping at their houses and this is the one that he kept at her house. Also, doesn't she have a house? Um, so so you've heard them loud loudly fuck, but now you're back in your apartment and you are cleaning up your room. And, and you I were moved left, my bed because I wanted to rearrange my you room. You were left some treasures. And as I moved my bed away from the wall, three pairs of panties just fall onto the oh. floor in various places. And I was like, I'm going to wear these. Oh, you gonna, are not going to Have you watched Pen15? Ha- listen, I, I've watched <laughs> the first two episodes, but like I have not got, been able to watch the third because I'm still processing the, uh, like, the girls just beating her pussy down it like, is, in the masturbation it episode. It is a pretty great show. <laughs> and they get to a, 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 there's a thong episode, which I think made me laugh the hardest. And and that, that's what I'm doing. I'm wearing her, you're, you're, I'm wearing her panties now. Panties I'm going to give them back eventually. <laughs> I just want to f- have a couple of good goes at it. And like a woman. I have. Just like a woman would. Here's my <laughs> thing. I have such a thing about like, uh, I think, think about how much skin the human body sheds uh, per day and that's a lot of foreign body soil that's on your mattress right now. Yeah. And that's that's homophobic. That's homophobic. There is a lot of straight sex on my quilt. And I it was forced upon me. Yeah. Foisted upon me. Yeah. While I was downstairs. I mean, it's kind of <laughs> fucked up that your mattress has seen more straight love than gay love. I've recently. had sex in my bed like 
twice since I've lived there. Honestly, honestly, I usually take it on the road. Yeah, you like to be in the alleyways, huh? <laughs> no, on the road. You like, like, those, you like those back seats, huh? No! Old just school. like behind a dumpster in dirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> old school. Oh, my God. Shame. Um, so before we start recording. Um, before we start recording? No, oh. before we. Before <laughs> we, we, we didn't catch all that? Before we. <laughs> all that gold? Yeah. Um. So we came across uh, an article uh, about um, gay people who date people who look like them. Oh, the twins thing. The twins thing. Yeah. Um, and I only thought about this because like, I had two uh, judges that learned the words bitch who were twins. And one was um, obviously larger and uh, the other one was, uh, was skinnier. So they're fraternal or are they no, identical? They're, they're identical, but one obviously hogged the umbilical cord a little more than the oh, other I one. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, How old were they? <laughs> How recently had they been born? <laughs> I mean, it was how, just it was, because, like, the moment I found your scientific out, diagnosis of the moment how, I found out the that they weren't uh, fraternal, uh-huh. I was like, "Ooh, one of you was really greedy in the womb." But like, they look but, exactly alike. But like Russian nesting dolls, or like they look yeah, exa- like one could sit nicely inside the other one. Okay, yeah. so this is a sex thing. <laughs> No, but but then we started talking. No, that just like I just thought about that because we were talking about gay people dating people that look the same, and I think that is a true epidemic, actually. Oh, I understand. So you're you're uh, the, uh so, so moving the, past the, the moving past the judges who look alike and and then and yeah yeah. So the so the story was about um, these two uh, kids on uh, Instagram uh, on Instagram, and one was like one's kind of like an Instagram thing. It's like, hey, everyone, I want you to meet my my boyfriend, and he's in a mirror. He's looking in a mirror. Essentially, <laughs> he's, he's like, looking. Exa- he's he's got this boy, and they're like the same height, and not even just like because it's like, oh yeah, gay. Of course, gay men can look the same because some gay men have like a gay face. You know, it's uh-huh. all scrunched and. Then and um, a little rounded, and uh, <laughs> and uh, I hate you. <laughs> so I don't have a gay. We face. both have gay faces. <laughs> you, you have a gay. You have a gay face. Okay, well, go okay, ahead. Okay, point go is, ahead, it's just ahead. like a little bit around the cheeks, just a little like. Um, <laughs> and so they both have this gay face, and they're adorable, but they look exactly alike. And now they're dressing alike, and it's playing up. And then, so then everyone on the on on the 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 internet is like. Um, are you guys brothers and are you fucking each other? And they're like, no, of course not. But they do look a lot like brothers. Yeah. And so no one knows what's happening. But no, this is like the a world thing. is the world is freaking out because these two boys know like twenty thousand people know. But these Instagram kids aren't the ones who started it. Like it has been in the news plenty of times that gay people like to date people that look like them. What news? One, but two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. But like, why is that? Like, why? What is it? I mean, don't get me wrong. If I saw someone that looked as good as this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want the exact opposite of this. <laughs> I, want, I want... Who doesn't? Tall. <laughs> that I understand. Tall. <laughs> Adam's apple so big you can nibble on it. <laughs> um, Hairless. That's a weird... <laughs> and, you know, like some facial hair First of all, I just want to get I just want you to understand the visual of someone going in to nibble on an Adam's apple okay Here, here's ah! what yeah weird isn't it don't no, I like want it. that I mean it when you're like you know when you're pillow talking when you're pillow nibbling <laughs> 
Um, uh, yeah, you know, just lanky, all Adam's apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, I just want a guy who's tall, like lanky. Like a concave chest? Are you no, no, no. a concave no, chest? No, 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 no. I oh. want him to have, like, lean muscle I'll that's tell you, from chopping wood. There is nothing, like... Uh, discovering a concave chest and then trying to muscle through it. Like, I like eating a bowl like, of soup out of it. <laughs> um, so anyway. They get a bird bath, <laughs> get out your parakeets <laughs> and just... <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, they're like... I guess this is a... This is a they can't really see this. Huh? I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is me being a bird bathing in a bird bath. Is that what this is? What is... I think you need to watch National Geographic and figure out what a bird is. <laughs> I would love to know. Is it a dinosaur? I think a bird's a dinosaur. You know, they're apparently they're not mammals. Apparently they're separate from. Um, uh, have you? But you've never dated anyone that looks like you. No, people have told me that. So my first boyfriend Adam and I looked similar. We were like the same height, same hair, uh, and then it was. Like, but and then like I mean, people would be like, "You and Ben look you like and ben brothers." Didn't look alike. Well, I don't think so. I mean, like I, the other thing is, I think people are homophobic, and so they'll say they say weird things like that. Like, you of know? course you want to have no, sex with yourself, I mean, you incestuous I mean, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> you narcissistic incestual <laughs> faggot. Um, and I think that like we, it's interesting to me because you, um, I think that gay, the gay people are given a very clear image of what is sexy, and that is like the mainstream white twink thing. You know, like yeah. that is like that's or like the muscle twink, or now yeah. there can be a little bit of hair. You know, yeah. Um, and that's just because. That's where how people who ad, that's how people advertise is to like the the to the main to the mainstream, which they think is white. I think these are all the gays that are like you know that when, they, that when they jerk off, they jerk off in the mirror. Well, it's but like, so that's what I was. But so if you look like that, like turn on the porn, bro. I don't know. Use your brain. Use your imagination. I can't listen. I couldn't tell you the last time I used my imagination to masturbate. And I think about this. I think about this. You use your imagination to imagine what you would think about <laughs> yeah. if you could. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, porn's just made it so easy. And like, I mean, I remember when I was growing up. Like, I, I obviously didn't grow up in the age of the internet. Like, I grew up into the internet. But I mean, I remember like um, going. I. You would sneak into bookstores and you would look at like the XY magazine and stuff yeah. like this and like and so I immediately went visual. There was a very short period of time when I like had to like make things up in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I just want to say. W- w- Dylan McKay played a big part of that real quick. Oh, I, just, I wanted to ask how yeah, your generation is I, doing you because know what? you lost Luke Perry <laughs> this week. You know what? I have to say, I'm not typically moved by people dying or deaths or whatnot. I'm mm-hmm. like, more people should go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when Luke Perry died of a stroke at 52, yeah, hey, that made me stroke. think. I was like, she's got money and she died of a stroke. Um, but also... Um, I think, fuck, Dylan McKay was one of the first characters on TV that I was like, I want to put his no-nos in my mouth. Yeah, he was so broody. Also, I've never heard him as his (laughs) no-nos. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine, like, you're slightly older than I am, and so I can understand how... I mean, you lost Dylan McKay and the lead singer from Prodigy in one week. Oh, my God, Firestarter. I know! Generation X is just so... But he killed himself. You fucked at Firestarter? Yeah. That was aggressive fucking. It sure was. It was Um, hateful. It yeah, was, it was it was uh, uh, a a guy whose nickname was Wahoo. Oh boy, say my name, Wahoo. <laughs> say it louder, Wahoo. 
Oh, I said it, girl. I said it. That I, is that. That makes me uncomfortable. But <laughs> what I will say is that you're not better than me. Yeah, we were like slightly longer you're not than you guys. Um, so we were like that would be like if Mark Paul Gosseler died. Oh my God! If Zach Morris died, I would lie. I would yeah. lose my shit too. You're yeah, not yeah, yeah. that much fucking younger, just so you know. I know, but young enough that it's still fun to say. I hate you. No, I think about I think about losing AC Slater or Zach Morris, and I think that that would really crush my spirit. Yeah, that would be a lot for me. But also, like. It is. But we also lost uh, the guy who was in uh, Neverending Story 2 a long time ago. He was in Ladybug. Jonathan Brewer. He died a long time I ago. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, like, you know, like, I, I experienced that kind of love. You, now you're just listing dead people you used to jerk off to? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what we're talking about? I was trying to stay relevant. Isn't that what we're talking about? No, we were trying to stay relevant. We are trying to stay topical. Dylan McKay is dead. And he died of a stroke, which is... He um, killed himself, by the way. Oh, no, 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 no. We're talking about Dylan McKay. Oh, no. Yeah. The prodigy Dylan McKay is dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shame. I mean... His name is Luke Perry, but <laughs> I don't know him by their names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I don't know celebrities by their names. I know them by the characters they played on TV. I know. That's why the first time I uh, uh, ran into, uh, well, the first time I ever met Susan Lucci, I was like, Erica Kane, which I'm sure he, she hears all the time, but. Um, yeah, I'm sure she hears that all She's the time. She's so amazing. And I'm sure she hates it every time that she hears it. Um, so I'm all for a reboot. All my children reboot. You love a good reboot. Can you stop trying to kill your gay friends? Um, (laughs) I uh, yes. Tell me something. So so did we round out the 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 gays are narcissistic? I mean yeah. I I mean like I don't date. I I I honestly I I don't fuck people that look like me. I I don't think that I do. I think that I mean I am not a twink. A so do you um, think it's weird that um, someone would want it? I do think it's a little. No, I do it, think that you're dealing with some serious narcissism there, and I do think that it's like. But also, it, I, I chalk it up to like you know a lot of gay people. I mean, maybe not so much these days, but when we were growing up, um, we spent our lives as gay boys alone a lot of the time. So, yeah. Yeah. You know. So you just wanted. I mean, I. I mean, that is true. Like my 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 best friend growing up was myself. Um, because I um, was scared to be open with other people r- so really sad. deeply. I mean, I had a or whatever. Chunky. But um, not that that has anything to do with it. And then it fluctuated, and I liked to eat blocks of cheese with ketchup and potato chips. This actually was my favorite snack after school, and no one was there to stop me. So I did. Um, and the thing I was going to say also... Was that I uh, am more interested in? <laughs> stop it! I am more. Yeah, I th- I invent. I thought I invented. It actually is a delicious thing. If you ever want a, a snack that you'll regret later, yeah. like a block of extra sharp cheddar cheese from Vermont, and then um, potato chips, like a Cape Cod potato chip, um, and then ketchup, just straight up ketchup. See, that is East Coast pretentiousness wrapped up in just obese living. So. You're gross. No, I don't think so. I'm gross what at all. What were you saying? I was sad. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The point, yeah. Is, the point was, I'm just saying, do you think that this is an internet strategy to get uh, 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 viewers and likes and, and followers? Like dating someone that looks like you and yeah, posting it on the internet? Yeah, they're clearly like, they're these two like little twink boys, and they're dressing up the same, and they look the same, and everyone's like, we don't know what to do, and they're getting a lot of attention, and also probably people are jerking off to them. But they're mad about like, it, right? Aren't they mad know. about the attention? Who'd be mad about all that attention? <laughs> oh my god, you are a thirsty bitch. I look, I just think that 
let's just say you have brown hair, okay, and you're a gay person, all right? Maybe don't date someone with brown hair. No. Date a blonde. Just just no. shake it up a little no. bit. If you because have the exact if they, because same if facial they have, features. If they have brown hair, they probably also look like you. You know what? I just no. don't think that you know we what? notice it. The other it. thing is, the other I thing think is we're this. so no. No, 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 vain. No. It is so hard to, uh, to find love in the world, let alone the gay world, even harder. Thank you. And then, um, so here we are going to tell these two sweet boys who love each other that they can't because they resemble each other. Do you think they met on Grindr? Exactly. Um, they probably said uh, on Grinder said no fats, no femmes, no Asians. But if you look exactly you- like me, we can smash. <laughs> so like probably it was something like that. So yeah, they're probably a little bit racist and, and body shameless. But like, you know, they're gay white men. So there you go. Anyway, more importantly, yeah, to all people, all people, the second person in the world was confirmed to be cured essentially of HIV AIDS. And it was me! We wish. I'm cured! Yep, you're cured. Uh, well, that's interesting. Your body I- metabolizes HIV as quick as it does Botox. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still sitting with Just a fat very belly. fast. Um, well, I think that's great. That's, <laughs> that's that's progress. I mean, it's the second one in 12 years. Yep. Um, and you we're have to have- two for two. And so all you need is bone cancer, right? Like, that's um, all you need. A leukemia, need. a blood leukemia, or like a Hodgkin's. Okay. Um, so would. how do I get that? Uh, well, you Because I know how I got the AIDS. You quit? Uh, yeah, I don't think you can <laughs> fuck this one into you, Tony. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Oh my god. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah. I need you to fuck your cancer into me so I can get this bone <laughs> I know. marrow. Treatment I gotta find so someone with cancer stat to be like, of my can AIDS. we uh, raw dog this place? So here's the thing. <laughs> it is um, yes. a bit of a procedure. You okay. have to get a full bone marrow transplant. Like a like a complete oil change. You need to get a complete oil change like and out caveat. And- yeah, I think it's a little bit more intrusive than that, but uh, it's not like a 10-minute lube job at the Jiffy, mm-hmm. but you um, do get a full bone marrow transplant with uh, blood from donor cells that contain the CCR5 med- uh, uh uh, mutation or whatever, which means that your blood uh, cells are naturally um, defend, they naturally defend against the HIV virus. So you have these resistant that cells inside so you now. That's so great. I mean, it is great because then you get cured of HIV AIDS. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're not going to, like, we're not going to get that. Like, like this is like, no. this is like, like the, these folks, like, won the lottery. Ooh, that's certainly <laughs> one way of putting it. I um, mean, do they still have cancer? So no, they, they're both here. So, so there's a Berlin patient, and so there's free? a Berlin patient. So we can only assume how he got it, and um, uh, then there's a London patient, and the Berlin patient was first. He's been free of cancer and AIDS for twelve years. Why did this AIDS. guy talk more? Why, why isn't he like out? he's living in Palm Springs now? Just like is that I've done enough? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He moved. I was just reading that. I was like, he moved. He eventually moved to Palm Springs, and I was like, oh, she's doing all right. Let's see if we can get it again. And and then maybe, um, how dare you? First of all, that is interesting, though. I do wonder if you can. Like, what if? But your, bro- but like your body what? probably, I wonder if your body still has antibodies inside of it, um, even though you've got your blood squeeged. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. See, but it's, but you so, are never going to be a doctor, Casey. Look, as someone who has been father, living I'm with sure. HIV for 10 years. 10 years? She's a veteran, everybody. Yeah. 
It's been a. It's been. It's this been, is my third. It's been a wild ride. This is Mr. my third. This is your I'll third always, bout. I'll always. <laughs> this is be, your third bout of it. I'll always be younger than you. There. You know what I mean. That's fair. My HIV is always going to be younger than yours. Yep. That's you fair. Mine more mature and ha- mine has wisdom. Okay. <laughs> mine has wisdom. If it was so smart, it'd work better at killing you. Get <laughs> work harder. <laughs> okay, well, this took a turn, which I don't like, as two gay men who are HIV positive yelling at the other one to die. <laughs> doesn't seem to be helpful to. It doesn't. It's very counterintuitive. Yeah. To wait. Our goal. Oh, oh, you know what I wanted to talk about? But I'm Your reading internalized a book. Shame. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell me about my no, internalized no, 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 shame. No, 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 no. We'll read the book first. Oh. But anyway, the thing. But but no, no. Before we do, um, so, um, th- what is interesting about this is because what they realize is that if they can, in somehow do uh, stem cell um, transplants, that kind of like like maybe you don't need a full blood transfusion. This is just like the fact that th- 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 they're curing people with AIDS. Uh huh. I is, love that. Is, like- is is one is progress. No matter how you slice it, I mean, yeah, no, absolutely, it could be faster progress, please. I mean, because honestly, it's only please. been two people now in twelve years, and you have to get bone cancer in to have it. Yeah. So, what about some Americans? Okay? I get we me on a tough. list. Can yeah. I get on a list? You're I, on several lists, I'm sure, <laughs> but I don't think any of them are the ones you want to be on. But I'm sure your doctor will get to your face soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're what so, book are you reading? And you wonder why I fucking wish death on you. I do. Uh, well, so recently, you know, you're you're super emotional, and <laughs> I feel like you are constantly on this like uh, quest quest Thank to uh, come to deal with your own internalized bullshit about your uh, incurable disease. Unless you get bone cancer, <laughs> you got to go down to get up. Um and. You know, I, I, I think that, like, since I was diagnosed, like, in, in all, all fairness and seriousness, like, you uh, were seriously a rock um, when it came to me and, and, and how I've dealt with it since I've, it's happened. Yeah. Um, but we've talked about this, like, not having the, maybe not being fully in touch with the struggle that happened before us. Like, like when it came to all the people who had passed away from this, um, epidemic, uh, in the eighties and nineties. Um, and you recommended a book to me and it's called the great believers. I rarely read. (laughs) That's so not true. Um, if you listen to this show, you know, she's shoving it down my throat all the time that she reads. Well, how about this? I rarely read novels and, um, this is, um, it was. It's. It's. I'm just recommending to everyone. It's called The Great Believers, and everyone should read it. It's about the AIDS crisis in Chicago in the early mid '80s. Yeah, and it really puts you in the shoes of uh, all these people who really were terrified. I mean, it, it. It. No movie that I've seen has put me right there in the same way. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's important. I just like it made me just think about everything. And there is this thing that for me. Um, I find like like an interesting part of being HIV positive in this day and age is that we don't have like being HIV positive back then, despite how terrifying it was, 
um, what it did form was a community. Yeah. And it formed the gay male community and made it uh, strong. There was also a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. You got right. it, you dealt with it, and then, and you, then you died. died from it. Yeah. And then, so our diagnosis Our is, narrative is different. It's, there, it's different. It's much more open-ended. And as a result of there being no, like, natural conclusion to it, people um, don't really know what to do with it. It's not a struggle anymore in people's right. minds, so people don't know how to deal with you right. whether to be like pity you or be sympathetic to you or what yeah um and then also like um like it for me it's just kind of like it's like what, what yeah i don't know i guess well, i'm just talk, searching for this meaning well, i talk like, about it this way because like you know um in, in the book it's written beautifully and like basically it's like this thriving queer community of gay men and then their numbers start deteriorating quickly yep you know and it's talking about the the disintegration of um an oasis they that they created for themselves in the 80s in chicago and also it's like you know i live there and they, they mention things and i'm like oh yeah that was you know so it's like but then like you and i have conversations and like you know you're 10 years in and we were having a conversation i think last week and i was like you know i haven't ever experienced a sickness as a result. Right. Like it never got to it. Like I caught it very quick. It was like I uh, can't believe. Yeah, I can't believe you never got. Even, yeah, it, uh, it was. It was like initial. it was like a moment where, um, like I just went for a random test on the streets of Santa Monica because it was like, know yeah. your status in a minute, and it had been a, like a year since I'd got tested. So I was like, sure, I'll do this, and it came back reactive. Um, so like I was immediately thrown into the system and put on meds and yeah. everything like that. So I have, and then your story is different because you actually did have adverse reactions to the virus. Yeah. You started to get sick. Um, you even like chose to like maybe not take medicine for a while. Well, that, I got it so early that it was still not medical consensus <laughs> that you should go on meds until um, a certain like dip in your T cells and all that. Yeah. Um, but at that point, we weren't really calling them T cells anymore. But uh, it, it just I just made a decision to like sp- put the meds off because still they were like you know it's a lot of meds and your kidneys you're gonna have to last for decades and so you might as well like take the time that you can if you don't necessarily need it yet. Yeah. So I mean, but so it's putting it in perspective for me now like. Your story just 10 years ago, me being three years in, and then going back and reading this book and um, and seeing, like, a fictional account, but still... It's very real. It a feels very, very real-to-life real account of, of, of what our community had to go through. So, and I think that's important for if you are... If you contract a disease these days... You need to know the history of it. You, you know need what I to mean? know the history, but you also need to know that you're not alone in it. And I think that that one thing about the uh, meds being so good is that people, I think, are more comfortable hiding it or dealing with it on their own because yeah. death is not the thing. And so they don't need to seek out for connection and meaning and all yeah. that stuff because um, they're just living with it like diabetes well, that well, everyone honestly, tells you. I everyone always know. says, I'd rather, ha- rather have HIV than diabetes. Honestly, like, I, don't know. I don't know how I would have dealt with it had I not had you in my life. And I'm that, happy. That and that's like, what like, I mean. That's why I think it is important to share and talk about it and be there for people because it is also like emotionally it's fucking draining. Okay. Yeah. And it is really hard because you have to go through all these things that people – 
I don't know if they I don't know if they deal with them anymore. And then our, there's all the shame of getting it through a sexual act, which um, then confirms the and fact that's a whole different the, layer that, to that it, people right. think that gays are bad and that we deserve it. I mean, to think about the '80s with the rise of the religious right, with Ronald Reagan being president, and then to have this disease ravaging the homosexual community. And by ravaging, I mean in perspective, every gay person everywhere was terrified of that either they had it and so they were refusing to get tested because they yeah. just assumed they were going to have it and they were going to die anyway yeah. or they assumed they were going to get it at some point or they were watching all their friends literally die all around them and then three years from 1983 to 1986 all of a sudden if you're still alive you're the only person in your friend group still fucking alive like yeah. it was war it yeah. was an absolute war and so there's a lot of like generational PTSD that goes along with that, which we are all living within right now. And yeah, and it's important to just know that um, I don't know this. And so now I guess we just have to wish for bone cancer. I just feel like like gay people know more about these twins on Instagram than they do about, about what happened <laughs> in the eighties. You know, and that's something. Yeah, that is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anything else? No, that's it. The show's over. Oh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Oh, I love that. Yep. Our time here is up. Um, see, we managed to pull a show. We didn't even have to talk about Roseanne. Yeah. All right, good. Good. Uh, why shame. don't you tell people what you're doing? If you or are in my New shame. York, you can see you me on what? Monday at Butterboy at Littlefields at 8, and then I'll be doing a show, Frantic, and I don't know where that is. Butterboy, huh? But at 10, um, it's a really big show. Okay. And um, uh, then on Friday the 15th, you can see me back here in Los Angeles at uh, Dynasty Typewriter for the Comics to Watch Live 2019 show put on by Time Out Oh, yeah, that means Jared's going to be there. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. so funny. Everyone else but it's me. so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. come to those shows in New York or in Los Angeles. I'll come to that show. When is that show? That's uh, Friday the 15th at Dynasty Typewriter, 8 p.m. You can find me on Instagram at KCWLEY yeah, and right? Twitter at KC. They're really terrible about that, but if you come with me, I'm sure I can work something Sink out. Sink me in the back. Then we both have AIDS. Yeah, so we won't wear raincoats or And whatever. we look like twins. We're a couple, Do basically. We look like twins. <laughs> Someone just hearted that, so I don't know how I feel about it. Where can they find you, Tony Soto? Oh, listen, guys. If you like my drag, which you should because I'm very talented, come out and you're in L.A. You should come out and see me at Precinct on March 11th for Battle Babies. Uh, it is my uh, competition show that I pit baby queens against each other to lip sync battle. It's very, very fun. Show starts at 10 p.m. Um, and you know, you can always find me on, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at the Tony Soto show and my Venmo at the Tony Soto show. Um, I had so much fun. Are we going to do a show next week? Yeah, but via Skype. Oh, I hate you. All right, guys. Until next week. Bye. Bye.